Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, I'll take two tomatoes and a cucumber. Poodle pamperer, <laughs> piano tuner, or plumber. Signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities, or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Get a $22 Shell gift card with a Pennzoil Platinum Full Synthetic Purchase. Ends 31421. Terms apply. Details at Pennzoil.com slash oil change offer. This is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 TV Malik, and I'm here with Becky and Antonio, aka the Bananas Defender, finally back to grace us with his presence after such a long absence. Why he had to go serve that's 30 days in prison <laughs> for touch. <laughs> Poor. <laughs> yes, I heard the is recovering nicely. Our thoughts okay. and prayers go out to the and his family. But now you're a free man. Welcome back. Antonio, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. It's good to be back. I missed y'all. It's been, what, a good month? The prodigal son has returned. Yeah. Ready to start shit again. Absolutely. It's crazy because exactly zero people asked when you were coming back. <laughs> Not a single person. my DM said. The only people who was asking was me, Veto, and Becky asking each other. Yeah, what are you going <laughs> Have you heard from Antonio? What's going on with Antonio? <laughs> Yo, Malik texted me. I was like, like, so I'm, I'm sitting, I'm watching a movie with my girlfriend. I, I get a text from a random number. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Then I'm like, all right. Then like a three days go by. He texted me again. I'm like, wait a minute. So I said, like, who is this? And I thought, honestly, it was like one of my friends are trying to like, prank, do some bullshit with me. Then I'm like, I realized, I go back to, like, he said it was Malik. I'm like, wait a minute. Malik, I'm like, then I go to WhatsApp, I'm like, oh shit, it's the same fucking number. I'm like, damn, I felt so bad. You didn't save his phone number into his contacts? I have all y'all in my contacts. I've had his number since like December of last year. Like I've been had his number. Yeah, and but he I, just... I had it on WhatsApp. I don't think you guys would text me. Text no, me. before WhatsApp. Remember when you was looking for a job <laughs> in New York and I said, y'all got some people who can hook you up? Yes. Yo, yes. you still got a people for me? I need a new job. <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. All right, let me know. But, you know, you don't have his number saved in your phone, so I not like now. he can help you out. It's going to be I hard to now. do while in school, though. These are, like, full-time, like, real jobs. Uh, so, in May, I'll get back to you. What are you graduating from? Business management. College? With a minor in sports management from college in Brooklyn. <laughs> from college <laughs> in Brooklyn? The only thing you need to learn to manage is your time. 
Becky, how was your week? It was good. It was busy just starting my new job and getting accustomed to a new schedule and getting back into retail. Get out of it. <laughs> get, get the fuck right back out. I Re- like it. I actually really enjoy retail. I'm weird. Obviously. So this week, the challenge returns to us. Episode one of season 34, War of the Worlds 2. Why didn't they keep it as bloody hell? I actually bloody fucking hell. would have liked that. Uh, it was a last minute change because you keep hearing people say bloody hell all the time, even throughout the episode. I mean, they got rid of Benaz's toast where he clearly says, welcome to a bloody hell. Yeah, I don't really have the answer for that. It could be one of a million reasons. They probably ran it through a hundred different focus groups and ran it through two executives before they finally decided just to make it a sequel. Well, it, pro- it probably makes it more marketable. Last season did really great. Numbers just came out for today. Slightly under 1 million viewers, 865,000. Not bad. Why all these people aren't following our podcast, I don't fucking know. <laughs> Where the fuck are you guys at? Well, let's go ahead and move on to this episode. So the challengers ride in on a big army bus. Shit was dope. Uh, they came in to um, uh, Fortunate Son, which is a song that everybody knows from any movie where it features anything that took in place during Vietnam. Anytime there's a Vietnam movie or anything that takes place around that time period, you definitely hear that song. They come in. UK comes in. Uh, Bananas, <laughs> Bananas was on a fucking row. He was getting on Kyle for being on the wrong team. He was getting on Rogan for his early exit. Um, Bananas just being Bananas. So the whole cast is stacked on the American side, but nobody trusts each other. And after the cast intros, one of the first things we see is Cam and Kaylee immediately start politicking. Um, those two together, does that surprise you guys that they just clicked so early and already started starting to put together the pieces to this game? No. They know each other. They were partners, what, a few seasons ago? So they're obviously going to be like, hey, you know, let's align. It's pretty common. And, and they're both vets, and they don't have the game works. They're best friends in, like, real life. Like, Cam Dump and shot, Kaylee honestly. are super, super tight. So I don't, I'm not surprised that they got together immediately. That's, that's a level of friendship that you want to always have with you. Like Bananas and Leroy. Well, okay, I, I, I get it, I get it. They're, they're cute and they like each other. But let's be serious. Cam has pulled some pretty big game moves, even if the results can be disputed, <laughs> right? Um, but, but she has come up with, with some plans. She has made some decent alliances, and her performance backs her up pretty well most of the time. Yeah. As long as it's so, not a purge. So the thing is, in this relationship, what does Kaylee bring to the table? What value does she bring? Does the Cam need her? British alliance. Uh, yeah, but alliance with somebody who can't do shit? Is that really an alliance? That sounds like a hanger-on. But that sounds no. like a burden. It's she numbers. has a bunch of people on her side and her team that will back her up, just as Rogan and Joss. Those are two major players, two people that can win. They could easily sway the vote. So are you are you really comparing Cammy Kaylee to Josh and Rogan? No, first, I'm saying first, that you know what? You know what? No. Actually, actually, that's not so bad because Rogan and Kaylee is kind of on the same level. They both ain't worth shit. But for the most part, Kaylee is way higher than Rogan. She has done way more. <laughs> she has she, won a few eliminations. <laughs> she has won a few eliminations. She she's definitely lasted longer. I mean, I, what I meant was is that Kaylee is friends with Josh, Josh and Rogan, who are friends with a large portion of the rest of the cast. She's also friendly, from what I understand, with Kyle. So that's a lot of numbers on that side that may work in her favor. 
That's a good point. Kaylee may bring some of the UK over to the side of working with Cam. But let's go ahead and move on. So Kaylee reveals that Jocelyn Rogan is going to try to take Bear out, which definitely works for Wes in that manner. So while everybody's walking to the daily, uh, we hear Bananas trash Wes to Jennifer and Bear and Laurel cozy up to each other. That is the weirdest situation ever. Like, I would never see Laurel and Bear getting along or even being around each other. I mean, I don't know what's worse. An odd couple. That couple or the couple we see later on in the episode. Both of them, like, amaze me. I'm like, I'm, like, shocked how both couples, like, formed. But first off, both of them, I was just like, ew. Yeah, just, like, I, I just don't just, see it. Like, if they're happy, they're happy. But, like, I just don't see it. Wait, are we talking about Bear and Laurel? I'm talking about both. Bear, Laurel, and um, Josh and Georgia. We'll, we'll get to the I'm Josh sorry. and stuff later. But, um, yeah, I, I don't really ship this. Uh, I'm not really a huge fan of either one, really, even though Laurel's a beast. She's going to last way longer than Bear. Well, I think Bear is also very aware of him needing help on the other side because he doesn't have a lot of alliance on that side. Okay, so you think that this is a game move for Bear? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what he's looking at it as. I mean, Laurel is a, a pretty girl, but she's a beast. Like, when you look at her, you know she's going to kill everything, and she's got a reputation behind her. Everybody knows who she is. So I wouldn't think, I would think that Bear is smart enough to start cozying up to a top female, knowing I that agree. the other top females are not going to want anything to do with him. I agree, because um, if you look at Bear, his main target is Wes. And looking to last season, we've seen Laurel hates Kara, and late in the game, we've seen Kara and Wes work together. So if they're in an alliance, why not be in an alliance with Laurel, who's trying to get that other alliance out of the game? So, I think you're looking a little bit too far ahead on that one. I always do, but it works sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I don't know for sure that Polly would work with Wes. Wes has backstabbed him in the back uh, in the past, so... I don't know if they would trust him enough. Let's go ahead and move on to the daily. The challenges arrive at two paths made from trees, bookended by seven-foot pile of sandbags with 28 U.S. and U.K. flags behind them. And then TJ comes down and explains the rules. You guys are going to be playing trench warfare. To begin, each team is going to start on either side of these very narrow hallways. And when I say go, you're going to race through these hallways, retrieving those flags that are at the opposite ends. You're gonna bring those flags back as fast as you can. You're gonna plant those flags on the other side of your sandbag wall. You must go over the wall, you cannot go around it. Also, you can't pass your flag to your teammates. You must plant it yourself. Each team has 28 flags, two for each player, but you can only grab one at a time. The first team to completely transfer all 28 of their flags We'll win today's challenge. That sounds easy, right? Then TJ introduces the reinforcements. But there's something else. Sometimes in war, it pays to have a soldier who is capable of ultimate destruction, a reinforcement. Come on out. So these four reinforcements are the real fucking deal. You got CT, you got Turbo, and you got D and Ninja. Uh, it's easy to see that the guys of the reinforcement are going to be definitely more stacked than the females. But I think, I think we've really, really missed out on seeing these guys actually participate in the daily. Oh, my God. To see CT 
doing that. It's, and Turbo. Oh my god, they would have killed people. I love like, it. This is perfect for the both of them just to even do it. It's like upsetting just to see them watch them watch everyone else play this game. And CT looks like a fucking wall up there. Yeah. I was like, man, can you imagine him barreling through there? He'd be knocking people down like pins. Boof, imagine boof, him boof, like tackling boof. Bear. Oh my god. <laughs> I think Bear would be smart <laughs> enough to go sideways. Avoid that. Go hop behind Thea. And that daily was action packed too. They were yeah. ripping and running back and forth. Even though I really think, I know last season they used the drone a couple of times. I really think they could have used the drone this time to get some, uh, some of the better shots. Everything seemed really, really frantic, and maybe that was done on purpose. We did miss a lot of the good blows that landed. But uh, some of the best blows, you know, Wes got put on his ass by Idris. Yeah. Laura was getting her block game on. I mean, this thing was definitely action-packed. What did you guys make of the daily? I actually remember on one of the cameras, it looked like there was actually blood on it. Yeah, It did. Because I was like, oh, somebody got messed up. Didn't look like anybody that I, I didn't see anybody bleeding, but it definitely looked like there was on that there. It was action packed. I was on the edge of my seat. I was super excited to see who won. This daily was basically hall brawl, but with trees and flags. I loved it. Of course you do. You love anything that closely resembles hall brawl. If somebody yes. was walking in the hallway, you'd just be like, <laughs> hall brawl, bro. You'd probably just give them a good shot just for Let's the fuck of it. Let's do it. <laughs> but also, I want to give I want to give props out to Bear because he was down there hefting the girls over. Like the girls didn't even have a chance to climb over. I saw him just grab and throw them over. <laughs> well, he knew his ass was going to be on the line from jump. He desperately needed this win, and plus, whoever won got to pick the reinforcements. Which brings us to the next thing: U.S. walks away with the win on this one. Thanks, Laurel. Thanks to Laurel. Laurel held it down, but uh, uh, everybody did their job. That's why they got the win. But Laurel's singular effort definitely put it away for them. Because U.S. won, they got to choose who they were going to get out of the reinforcements. And it really came down between Turbo and CT. Now, I truly believe, and I definitely side with Zach, Paulie, and Jordan on this one. I think Turbo was the clear and obvious choice over CT. How did you guys feel about it? I, I see it both ways. Like, Having CT, you know, you take the full American pride with you. You have someone that's proven to be dominant every season, and you know what he's capable of. But when you send CT to Team UK, you now have, like, a spy, you know, who can tell you, like, oh, this is what they want to do. Because if he's that close of a friend, friend of yours, he will help you out in this game. And also, Turbo won last season, and you, we've seen he's a great competitor. But is it a one-season uh, one thing, or is Turbo legit for more seasons to come i see turbo as a dominant player and honestly i would have been torn to pieces between these two but not picking cd ct is a big mistake the situation is is now he feels backstabbed and betrayed it's not like they had an opportunity to go to him and be like listen bro we're gonna send you over there as a spy and the thing is is no matter what size ct is he always does well i've never seen him really screw up on anything uh yeah cardio anytime there's running well i think he's definitely tried to help with that but at the end of the day ct has way more benefits than downfalls i don't i think ct's forced to work with them though because what who does he who does he have cara Polly. yeah he has them but those are part of his core group of friends and they're a part of team us no matter what like 
he's in, he's forced to work with people he's used to be working with. Just let's say, I think Bananas and Jordan, I think. Were the Even two Wes that... are him and friends. Yeah. Him and, him and Wes are tight. Paulie and too. I think after the whole thing, when they get back to the house, when they sat down and talked to CT to calm him down, I think that's when CT realized it was a game move and nothing personal. And that's when CT realized I have to work with them because if he doesn't, the whole UK probably probably realized we have to get him out because, you know, he's part of US. He could be a spy. This is going to end one of two ways for CT. One, it could put a target on his back. They may think that he's spying. They may think that Team UK is going to be better off without him and try to get him out ASAP, just in case he might be able to hurt him later on in the game. Or the other flip side of it, CT is going to take over. Team UK is going to be Team CT, and he may be able to lead them to a victory, but we're going to have to wait to see how that plays out. So uh, the next thing that came up was Jordan making power moves. When TJ asked for who's going to speak for the team, Jordan spoke up and he was loud about it. And because he was able to do that, he was able to pick his tribunal, and he went along and picked Wes and Laurel, which actually probably is a great idea. What do you guys think about Jordan not missing a step and kind of taking control of this game? How do you feel about your boy, Johnny Bananas, being relegated to writing bitch and letting Jordan <laughs> take over while he sits in a fucking tub and talks to Josh about game strategy? I Answer me it's... that. Riddle me that fucking shit. Because it's week one, I think it's a perfect opportunity for Bananas to lay low. It's week one, and Bananas is looking like a week one. <laughs> well, all right. Look at last season. <laughs> look at last season. He unfortunately went out early because of his ego and you know, because of who he is. So the smartest thing to do this season, have someone else be the big mouth, have someone else put a target on themselves, and maybe you can buy yourself a few extra weeks, make that new alliance, because what, a fourth of this cast is brand new. They don't know who the fuck he is, and they don't know who the fuck they are either. So it's a perfect time to make that new alliance, and, you know, and, uh, and by laying low, you give yourself that opportunity. I guarantee you, if Bananas is in that tribunal this week, if he's the speaker of the United States team this week, he's gone next week. Guaranteed money on it. Okay. I think he makes a good point. I know he makes some fucking great points. <laughs> <laughs> Don't boost his ego up anymore. This man is already, like, in the stratosphere. Me? Ego? No. <laughs> Never. I honestly think Bananas, I think it was both smart and stupid. Because he did show his sign of weakness, that he is allowing other people to take control of the game. It is smart because he's always put that big target on his back, but I don't think it's going to change anything. I think he's still going to be a target, whether he's in charge or not. Oh, he will be, just not as big. Because other people are putting more targets on themselves. I don't think people are, that, are, are looking that hard at Jordan right now. Because oh, they are. They are. He, well, he plays clean. In a way, he's not... He's not really known for a bunch of backstabbing and shady shit. He's just known for being generally unlikable. Jordan is treated like a rookie, though, to have this, have this cast because they haven't played with him before. None of the UK has played with Jordan at all. And you have about half of the US that played with Jordan. And half of that team, their relationship with him isn't the best. And so by him being that speaker, is putting a huge target on his back. Because they know he has two wins on his back, right? So they know he has to be good, but... To take some time off, I mean, that's a big target for me. Well, I think that's why he might have pulled Wes, too. Because he knows Wes is uh, an even bigger kind of asshole than he is. So, I think that kind of takes a lot of pressure off of him and puts it on Wes. So, speaking of those three, not only do the Tribunal get to pick 
who's going into elimination, but they also get to sit in on the nominations for the UK voting. Now, they don't have to adhere to anything they say, just hear how they're thinking. And they get to make the decision for who's going into elimination and who that person is going to face. So the tribunal definitely has a lot of power in this game. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel, too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. Ba-ba-ba-ba. I participate in McDonald's. But what I like, though, is that they can't be in it back-to-back weeks. I don't know how I feel about that. What if, what if you're doing great? What if you keep winning? What if you win three finals in a row? Why can't you keep being in the tribunal? Because it's too overpowered. Well, Cara and Polly were nearly in every single one. Yep. And Wes was in it a shitload, too. Yeah, and they kept giving the people in the tribunal benefits to help them longer in the game. We've seen, what, the same three or four people in the tribunal countless times in a row? Because after, they win. It went by performance. But after, no, but it just came to a point where it was, say there's a big group, like a group of five, a group of six, and they would always be the same two that keep going on. And those three didn't want to come down. It just gets to a point where it also gets more interesting game-wise saying, oh, so say for this situation, now you have Jordan, Wes, and Laurel. They're, they're in it this week. So now they're, they have to show their colors. Now next week, someone else shows their colors. It's a whole, it's a whole game of people like showing who they are can't hide anymore but the thing is they were in the tribunal because they were winning it went by performance if you're winning you should have the power so i'm not a big fan of the tribunal stripping away power from people who constantly win but it was a vote though too it's not like it went by number one performer the first one was a vote i'm assuming the rest of the tribunal is going to go by performance and times and places i hope so yeah i don't like this whole nominate or who wants to be in the tribunal bullshit like that was really crazy because technically Polly should have been in that because he was the lead of all the people bringing in the flags. Exactly. I mean, having Jordan just be, be the leader just for speaking up. I, th- I thought it was kind of silly. I think they really dropped the ball on that one. And Jordan picking two other people means nothing. So I find that ridiculous. Yeah. Completely ridiculous. But let's move on. So the challengers get to the house and we see Nani and Laurel getting closer. And the first time Laurel gets a chance, to speak after getting to the house, the first thing, the first thing she does is blast Cara Maria for being fake, acting shady, only wanting followers. Um, <laughs> what, what kind of seriousness are we taking this? Um, does she have any credibility when it comes to this subject? Hell no. I don't think she has any credibility. At the end of the day, I see Laurel tweeting more about Cara than Cara has ever tweeted about her. Looking at it from an outside perspective, I just don't see what Laurel is trying to project. I agree. I mean, Laurel's obsession is really showing hardcore. 
I, I honestly, I don't really care about this certain piece of drama because I just find it overplayed and annoying, and I just feel it's feel it's so one sided where I just hate talking about it because then it gives more attention to Laurel, and it's just annoying because it shows how Laurel's the one actually looking for the followers, looking for all the camera time. Meanwhile, because that's a, that was her first confessional, right? For the yeah, season, pretty much. I mean, Kara hadn't said nothing about Laurel once. Well, if she did, it wasn't along the lines of trashing her. It was just about the, about the history or whatever it was, right? I don't yeah, I mean, they asked her about it. The thing is, is Laurel looked pissed off. Legitimately looked mad when she was talking about what happened. Kara just looked bored. Like, yeah. she's like, okay, yeah, this is what happened, and blah. You know, I really, like, her face was the I don't give a fuck face. I don't know why you're asking me this question. And Laurel looked literally seriously upset. 100%. I think at this point, Kara is just over it. I think Loru still has some legitimate bad feelings about how things went down. Hopefully, we get a little bit more insight onto what actually happened between these two and, and, and their dynamic. Because it's really odd because they have a lot of great moments together of being there for each other and holding each other down when they had nobody else. And there's also moments where there's been some real nastiness to them. And not to pile on Loru too much, but it's mostly most of the meanness and, and most of the anger. It's coming from the direction of Laurel. So should be real interesting to see how this plays out this season. Facts. So let's get into some house politics. Joss and Rogan. Uh, apparently they're fucking. What do you guys make of that? We guys make of that unholy alliance. I'm sorry, I've D and Rogan? Joss and Rogan. Josh? Oh, what? He's talking about the bromance between Josh Rogan and, Rogan. and Joss. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. It's not a bromance. That's a straight up romance. Those two, <laughs> those two are fucking. What are Probably. they called? Jorgen? Yeah, Jorgen. <laughs> Jorgen. Those two are definitely fucking. If he wasn't sure about if he wasn't sure about it then, after hearing Jorgen, I'm definitely sure. Like, yeah, I thought, he yeah. I thought bananas and Leroy were close, but like they're like close, close. I was like, it's like starting to scare me. Europe is weird, man. Like, the Europeans damn. really love to love each other. Like, <laughs> I heard of shit before the season started. They used they did um Josh and, oh my God, Josh and Rogan. So I'm like, hey, let them do what they got to do to be friends. Hey, man, I, hey, I completely support whatever life they want to live. I am a ally. And hey, more, <laughs> more power to them, man. Just, just two beautiful people loving each other. As long as they're happy. As, as long as they're happy. They are some beautiful men. Hopefully, though. All those Instagram filters. Exactly. Hopefully, two heads are better than one. And they're able to put that shit together and do some great gameplay. Those two are stacked physically. Uh, we got to see how Rogan shakes out. Um, he did have a shaky start when he first came to the challenge. Josh has fared better, uh, coming in second on Final Reckoning. Did a great job, um, mostly by not talking and just being a statue. So hopefully we get to see a little bit more personality come out of him. Got those nickels? Yeah, exactly. Instead of being <laughs> Sylvia's bitch the whole time. And let's see how they do. I mean, they're already off to a bad start. I mean, they're aligned at West. Speaking of bad starts, my second ew moment has got to be Josh and Georgia. Now, I love yeah, Georgia. Yeah. I adore her. Um, she, she came into the game. Uh, she was very likable, very quotable, was involved in a lot of, lot of great funny lines. There's some people out there thinking that uh, she was only fucking Bear for clout. I think it's fucking nah. ridiculous. But, but, like, her and Bear... I ship that. I'm like, wow. Like, I actually, I can see them be a real life couple out to the house and, you know, 
they're a terrible advanced. couple. They're no relationship wise, they're like terrible. But like, but personality wise, I mean, like, they're it's terrible. But like, when you if you can see them walking down the street, you be like, oh, I ship that. Josh and Georgia, I'd be like, no, I don't see it at all. Whatsoever. No, 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 not at all. Is it me or can Georgia just do so much better? I am not gonna lie. I'm not gonna say that Josh is like, but Georgia is a ten, like. Probably on a scale of one to ten, she's my. She might actually be like a fifteen or a twenty. She's gorgeous, <laughs> and and unfortunately, uh, Josh is more of a six, so he's definitely getting way out of his league here. He needs to. I mean, props to Josh, man. Like whatever, whatever he's been saying. I most definitely give Josh props because he is punching above his weight class. But I'm not just judging. But I don't want to just judge a guy off of his looks, which I don't do. But one, he has no game, no game whatsoever. We seen that when he tried to fuck Amanda, and that didn't go well. I mean, <laughs> you almost killed Antonio. He's dead. <laughs> Did you see him almost choke? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He tried to fuck Amanda, and that didn't go well. And uh, yo, you, yo, Antonio's mad red. <laughs> oh my god! I almost swallowed an ice cube because of you. I almost spit out my drink. <laughs> but, oh my god! But it was also gross about how he went about. Trying to get a man in the fuck up. It was just, it was, it was cringeworthy. It was hard to watch. And then watching him spit this terrible game to Georgia, not to mention that creepy, very fucking creepy kiss that he did. Uh, don't get me wrong. Don't, don't get Georgia me wrong. Georgia seemed to enjoy it. Yes, which is the only reason why it was okay. Because this isn't the little rascals where somebody goes in for a kiss and you turn your head. Uh, nowadays, that's really not fucking cool. And right. that's creepy as shit. Exactly. I, I, I honestly want to bring this up because Josh is, I think, is a fan favorite. People like him from what no, I've seen. No, they don't. All right, from what no, I've they, seen, no, people they don't. like him. There, there's one Twitter account, Josh Bandana, is the only person who likes him. Nobody likes pots and pans. Nobody likes. <laughs> nobody likes Josh. I mean, I've seen, I've seen like two or three people no, pop like, up and defend no, him. So we see, I, I haven't seen one thing of like bad hatred toward Josh about his move. Let's say if someone along the lines of Bananas, Kyle, even Bear, pull that move. I swear, my mentions would be blown up right now if Bananas did that. Absolutely. What? Uh, uh, immediately With canceled. The, the kiss between... Oh, the quick kiss. Oh, okay. Yeah. It would real quick, real fast, it would be like, oh, here goes Bananas, uh, um, not respected woman, and a whole bunch of consent shit, and then USA Today would pick it up. Wait, wait. She leaned into it, guys. Let's not say that he like went over and pushed her into a wall no, and made no, out no, no, with no, her no. She, no, he's, they both they met in the middle it was a consensual kiss that's what I'm saying Josh is somewhat of a fan favorite where no one will attack him for it but it's, let's just say if it was someone like a Bananas Bear or Kyle that the fans don't really like as much they will dive into it and claim that it was way worse than it was I think you're 100% correct because that is that fake ass bullshit cancel culture that everybody on Twitter loves so much. Anytime somebody does anything remotely questionable, it's cancel this person, ruin their life, call their job, 100%. And if you're, so, and if you're somebody that, that they don't like, they're going either harder. I think you're exactly. 100% correct. If, if, this was, if this was a Paulie, if this was a Zach, if this was a Bananas who did this shit, they would be instantly vilified. And like I said, USA Today would do a piece about the history of challenged men not respecting women. So right, exactly. all I'm going to say is keep that same fucking energy. But also at the same time, it was well received by Georgia, and she was okay with it. And if she's okay with it, the rest of us should be okay with it. Yeah, exactly. That's right. 
Wow, this is the second time you agreed with me today. I think I'm on a roll right now. Who agreed with you? Malik. He's like, this is the second time he said, I completely agree with you. Like, Yeah, he usually likes to go to disagree with you. I know. I think I'm going to like record this episode myself and like save it somewhere. All right, all right, all right. Mark the day. <laughs> Just like mark the day that me and you agreed on the same thing. I'm saving the time frame too right now. All right. <laughs> so Josh and Rogan have a really great yet questionable friendship. And which which we support one hundred percent. Now let's talk about another genuine friendship. D and Ninja. Those two grew really close together last season, and it seems to be going strong this season. Why are you making that face, Antonio? Are you yawning? I saw that he his eyes rolled so hard when you said those two names. I'm I'm gonna say like this: outside of Laurel and Tori and Cam, um, D and Ninja is gonna be top tier females. Actually, I would definitely Cara? put Ninja. Who? Cara Maria? I'm, she's okay. Disrespectful. <laughs> but I'm about nin- to hang up on you. Listen, Ninja did amazing last season. Amazing. A couple missteps in her political game. She probably could have been a little bit more well-rounded, but she aligned with the right people. She was forced to. She was partners with Pauly. Yes. She, and she, she, was, she was forced with to. But she made all of the right moves, and her performance backed it up. D, same thing, although to a smaller degree. She did have the benefit of being team with Wes, but those two ladies, as rookies, came in, and they kicked some serious fucking ass. Are these two a serious threat? No. Why? Ninja, I can see Ninja being a threat. D, not as much. Ninja is intelligent. She is strong. I think she's come into this with a lot more knowledge from having the last season under her belt. I think she could be a real asset and a real legitimate threat. D, on the other hand, I don't see her being as big of a threat just because of she just didn't do as well. She was very much carried. Okay, there may have been some carrying, but at some point, D's performance had to speak for itself. At some point, the game got turned around and she was on her own and she held up, getting booted right before the final. She stood up, she handled business, I think this season, we're going to see her handle business even more. Bananas. The only two rookies from last season I even consider a threat. Well, one, Turbo, definitely a threat as a rookie. Second, probably Theo, but I still want to see more from him. Other than that, no rookie from last season really scares me. You're really treating Georgia like that? You doing Georgia uh, like that? Her? No. Wow. Like, look, 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 look. Uh, and mind you, I, I, mind you, you they're men. No. He's only standing the men. Uh, Toxic right, well, masculinity exactly right here. <laughs> Turbo won. He proved he's a freaking a legend. I get now. I want to say a legend. He proved he's a force we reckon with. And Theo, you can see how much talent he has in him. Now Georgia, I do like her, but her passing out on the first lap of that final was a big red flag for me. That's someone. Who, if I bring to a final, I know I can beat if you're passing out in the first half hour. Listen, that happened to one of the challenge legends. That happened to Abram. And Zach. And, well, well, Zach, I wouldn't consider a legend. But Abram did the same thing. He got dehydrated. He couldn't continue forward. Same thing happened to Georgia. It also happened to another legend. Happened to Big Easy. He is not a legend. Do (laughs) not ever speak that name. Big Easy holds it down. Let me tell you how it goes from challengers. It goes Mark Long, <laughs> Big Easy, oh, The Miz, Coral, 
and then every last one of them other fuckers who we don't even need to either I either bring up. Literally going to choke Big you. Big easy for life. Big easy for life. Never quit on his teammates. Big easy for life. <laughs> Never quit on his teammates. No, he just almost died on his teammates. But Georgia was a rookie last season, so I can't really say after that she's a big threat. Dude, she killed all the eliminations she was in. She was a great overall competitor. She was strong. Oh, no, I, I agree 100%. I just Give don't think she's a big Give her the props that she's earned. No, I, I 100% agree that Georgia is great. But to say she's a big threat... No, I, I want to see her go up against the Laurel, go up against the Kara, go up against even, I don't know, who else is big this season? Ninja? Nah, no, that's another <laughs> rookie. I, I got another vet I'm talking about. Listen, speaking of going against people, let's talk about the king of going against people for the sole purpose of getting camera time. We're going to take this right back to oh, Josh shit. and his fight with CT, which was the biggest load of bullshit I seen so far so apparently he interjected himself into a conversation with ct and ct blew up on him josh tried to stand up for himself and ct sat his ass right back the fuck down <laughs> um it really just seems like josh picked that fight for the sole purpose of tv time how do you guys feel about how that altercation went down becky i mean it was just so blown up like i get why i don't know what the conversation was that he was having with kyle that Josh jumped in on because it must have been something that he tried to offer an opinion. But the way that Josh handled it and seriously needing to say the last word every single time, he's like a petulant child. Just let it go. This man has punched through people like he is crazy. You do not want to be on the other end of an angry, crazy CT. I, we have seen what he has done. Play the Adam clip. Yeah, play the Adam clip. <laughs> smash his face and eat it. If you're looking to hire a private contractor, check out my highlight room. Ding. Shut the up. I'll choke the out of you. I'll smash his head and eat it. Who's scared of you now? What? Who's scared of you now? Like, seriously, I do not understand where his brain was at. And at the end where he's literally standing on the table, come get me, man. He's asking for attention and TV time. It makes me really think that whatever his name, Gus, what he was saying about Josh was actually true. Never doubted it for a second, and Carver backed him up on that. Bananas. I just think Josh likes fighting people bigger than him. This season, CT. Last season, Ashley Kane. And I heard (laughs) in Big Brother, he was fighting people bigger than him, too, and the whole pots and pans bullshit. But, I mean, he wants his camera time, you know? Who, Who knows how long he has left in this game? I think his... If he wants camera time, tell him to get a fucking personality. But I think, especially (laughs) night one, I think he was just trying to get CT out of the game. I think he he was going to take one for the team, get a black eye, and see CT packing. That would just be amazing. Oh, (laughs) God. To see CT go like crazy rampage again would be really hot. I mean, honestly, watching that, I was like, Damn, like, Josh is about to be Adam 2.0 right here. You know what, though? I think this is a real credit to CT. CT may get angry, but he definitely knows how to watch his temper and not to overstep boundaries. Let's move on. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? 
Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. 25 years ago, phones weren't smart yet, and people still said, fax it to me. The internet has changed a lot since 1996, but that's the last time comprehensive internet regulations were passed. That's why Facebook wants updated internet regulations to set clear guidelines for addressing today's toughest challenges, protecting privacy, enabling safe and easy data portability between platforms, and more. Learn more about why Facebook supports updated internet regulations at about.fb.com slash regulations. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. How do you guys feel about Sean getting voted in unanimously? Apparently, there was an argument he got in with Theo, which is one of the main reasons of why he was feeling isolated. That wasn't aired, though, right? It wasn't aired, but he did say something about it on Twitter. But everybody was just like, oh, the shipwreck guy? Fuck that guy. And everybody voted him in. There's hardly ever any unanimous votes. I guess, I mean, why do you think he was such easy pickings? I mean, he's a rookie. He obviously looks like he's uncomfortable. From the look of it, he didn't do that well on the challenge uh, overall. And I don't think he's friends with any of them. A lot of these UK people, yeah, a lot of these UK people came in from similar shows. So I can see why he's kind of low man on totem pole. Bill was on the show. I mean, I I don't, I don't know if it's the same season, but Bear came from Shipwreck. Yeah, but he wasn't on the same show. But Bear has relationships from last season, and that's why he's not in trouble. You know, kind of situation. Most of them on the U.S. team. Yeah, well, you know, shit happens. Well, besides Sean and Idris, who is the other uh, male rookie from UK? No one, right? If you look at both their resumes, you're looking at a guy who's played Shipwreck and a professional boxer. I would keep the professional boxer over a guy on a reality TV show any day of the week. But here's the thing. Why are you getting into a fight over somebody saying you're going to get voted in? Well, he's a rookie. He shouldn't expect to get, go- to get voted in right away. That's like basic challenge knowledge. Well, besides the last few seasons because, you know, these fucking vets forgot the fucking common rule of this fucking game. Well, a lot of the times, though, these vets are being paired with rookies. Last season, everybody... Yeah, you know, was half and half. So there's not a yeah. lot we can do about that portion well, of it. Well, season before that, it was a fucking mess. Season yeah, before that fact. was a mess. It's like, you always see that one rookie that goes home first, and then, like, the rest of the rookies, like, skate to the end. Like, I guess everyone has, like, ten different layups you want to carry to the final with them or something. Like, I don't get it. Like, if, if I'm there, I want all the rookies gone day one. I don't give a shit. All right, so let's move on to this tribunal negotiation, which was, <laughs> I mean, Wes was in rare form. He plays Sean like a fucking fiddle. And CT called it, said he was going to get peeled like a banana. And he (laughs) was. They got all the information they could out of him, and they still sent him in. They don't have to worry about any repercussions because he's going home. 
How do you guys feel about Wes's treatment of Sean during this exchange? He was a dick. I mean, look, I get Sean's a rookie or whatever, but like, and I, I guess you want to interrogate him. You want to make him feel uncomfortable, but not on day one. You want to, especially with a rookie, you want to go, you don't really have a strong relationship with him. Honestly, I think the three of them had a missed opportunity right here. They could have been like, tell us who you want to go in against. We will do it for you. You win. Make sure us three are safe. That's how this shit usually goes. And knowing Wes and him wanting to have a big alliance, he, I'm honestly shocked Wes didn't say that. Because let's just say Sean goes in against Bear. Sean wins. They knew have a new alliance member. You know what? I'm not shocked at all. I think Wes realized that Sean didn't really bring any value to it. What what was Sean going to be able to do? It's uh, a number. Even if he wins, it's a number, but it's a needless one. Even if it was a number, it's just a number to be burnt at a later date. Yeah. That's, that's I what mean, Wes does all year round. Well, I mean, the situation is, is a lot of the questions, especially some of the questions that Laurel presented, really kind of made him look like an idiot. She's like, wait, you were in a challenge type show and you didn't bring that here like why didn't that translate so she definitely put out a really big question that he didn't have a solid answer for i think that though west was a dick about it they did ask a lot of questions that a lot of people were probably going to be wondering why did you do so badly why can't you make the same friendships you did when you won that season but he was outnumbered from the beginning. Like, honestly, besides Bear, who else, who else were they going to vote in? I don't see them voting in Kyle. Don't see them voting in Joshua Rogan because they have a strong alliance with everyone else. Maybe Idris, but, I mean, I wouldn't vote him in yet because of his background. Oh, Theo. Theo has a good relationship with all the UK. But here's also the thing, guys. They could have chosen on both sides. I said any team. They could have pulled someone from the U.S. to fight. I'm talking about why Sean was um, even voted into elimination. Like, they're saying, why... Because Laurel asked him, why are you in this situation? I mean, like, he had no choice to. If UK loses, he knew he was going in. I'm like, you can see the strong relationship on that whole team. And he's at the bottom of the totem pole. Him and Idris are the only ones that don't have a good alliance. Well, he openly looked really shocked when they were voting him in. He, he honestly didn't look like he expected it at all. That was his fault. He should have known that he was going in. You got to learn how to read the room. So after the tribunal, Jordan seeks out Bananas for advice. Bananas immediately calls Wes out for seeing all the game moves that he's pulling. He uses Jordan to get information out of Wes to see who he's working with on the UK side. And Bananas already called it. He said that he's working with Johnson Rogan, offered to throw them in and see how he reacts. Wes immediately shuts it down, gives the information to Johnson Rogan, who now go back to Jordan, pleading to get saved. Jordan asks, how did you get this information? And they tell him Wes. So now Wes has put himself out there. Did Wes play all of his big cards too early? Yes. Should he have put Josh and Rogan up to save his own ass? To keep it quiet? It's week one. It's a small alliance that you got to do. He could have... If Wes could have easily lied to Josh and said they were going to go Rogan and I had to follow suit to save my own ass. He could have said that, and he would have been in the clear with Rogan, with um, Josh still. And it shows to the rest of the house that maybe he's not working with them. And honestly, in this type of elimination, I think Rogan would probably beat Sean anyway. So it's nothing for him to worry about. I think you're absolutely right. Becky? 
I mean, I think it's it's actually just so funny how everything turned out and how everybody is telling everybody what they're hearing. I mean, I think that I don't know. At this point, it's too early to say whether anybody overplayed their cards. I think that it's kind of just we're going to see how it plays out. All right, let's go ahead and head to the Proving Grounds. So the challengers head to the Proving Grounds, and the tribunal has to pick who's going to go in and face Sean. Wes decides to throw in his nemesis, Bear, hoping that Loru and Jordan would follow suit. They throw a swerve at him and vote in Idris, which is basically a throwaway vote. He's new. He's a rookie, and he doesn't have a whole bunch of backing either. So either he wins and not going to be much of a threat going forward, or he loses and another thing that they don't have to worry about. Did Loru and Jordan play that right by not immediately confronting Wes about his game moves and just throwing it away, keeping it all under wraps, or should they have brought it to the forefront? Becky? I think they played it the way they had to, especially since they found out that Wes was already dealing behind everybody's back. Can't trust him. So I think that they did exactly what they needed to do to make sure that he didn't flip and do something different. Bananas? I think so. It keeps them safe for another, keeps them under the radar. I mean, it's a respectable move by putting in rookies because that's what everyone assumes. They didn't get to really blow up Wes's game as much. And so it's going to be fun to see how the rest of the season plays out, though. We'd see what happens next week. This elimination is definitely a classic. They brought out Poe Russell as the first elimination. Now, Poe Russell is always great. It never disappoints. Now, Idris is a professional boxer, and he is stacked and ripped. Sean has some size on him, too, but he just couldn't match the viciousness and, and the power that Idris have. And Sean is going home. He gets eliminated, doesn't get the win. Idris makes a statement win, and he comes out. He does the whole thing from Gladiator. Are, Are you, you not, not entertained? entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? He didn't finish it, but he got the job done. How do you guys think that this is going to keep Idris safe for the rest of the game? Does this win help him at all, or is it just another day at the office? I think it's another day at the office. The situation is, is Sean put up a real big fight. He did. Idris didn't win, hands down. So He did I skunk think him, though. He did, but the whole situation is, is a lot of people were very impressed with Sean and how he competed. I think that it made him look a little bit bad that he didn't win as quickly as everybody expected. So maybe people are kind of thinking that maybe he might be an easy out as well. So I foresee a lot of eliminations for Idris if he doesn't make big moves or show how dominant he's going to be. All right, Bananas? I think whatever team he chooses to be on, if they lose, he's going to keep going in. I have a feeling... He is going to be that guy like Brandon Nelson was in Cutthroat. Because it's such a big team format, like what we've seen in Cutthroat, every time his team lost, he kept going in. And I think that's what's going to happen here. With the males and females, I feel like you're going to keep going in until you lose because you're already a target on everyone's back on your team or on the other team. So it's going to be tough. Well, but with Idris' situation, it's different because his team didn't vote in him, the tribunal voted in him in. So it's. I, but I do see, though, since Sean went in because he was a rookie, it just doesn't really have a safe choice. And I, so I think he just keep going in until he ends up losing. Well, it looks like Sean is going home, and Bananas definitely has something to say. Sean, my advice for the next time you come on the challenge is don't come on the challenge. 
So what Banana said about Sean in his confession, did you find it rude to, to joke about Sean's challenge appearance? I think it was funny. Like, especially because look at Banana's first season. He was eliminated first. So, like, I think he's the perfect person to say because you can see the sense of humor behind it. Because you can see it was a joke. I mean, I took it as a joke. I, I, I've seen all over Twitter people didn't take it as a joke. But, I mean, I found it pretty funny. I found it funny, too. Uh, I think he was joking because it was a joke, but I also think he was dead-ass serious. He was like, thanks for coming here and doing nothing, bye. <laughs> and all reality, he's not wrong. Becky? I think that... I honestly think that a lot of truth is said in jest. I think it's one of those things where I try to make a joke to see if people think it's funny, um, even though that's what I'm kind of saying. Well, that's why I feel like it was a joke. If you had someone like, I don't know, Laurel that said it, or Wes... I feel like it would have been taken as, you know, pers- as a personal insult because they didn't go, they didn't get eliminated first in their first season. So with Bananas, it's like, oh, you know, it's happened to me. So like, yeah, I'll make a funny joke out of it. Because everyone who's seen the challenge knows he's been eliminated first. All right, bet. Well, the first episode of the challenge was definitely a great one. They definitely bought the heat, a lot of action, a lot of drama. A lot of fucking. I mean, D went out there and got herself some D. So yes. can't knock it. Yeah, you go, girl. Uh, that was a good one. That's right. Go get that eggplant now. <laughs> so now let's move on to our episode MVP. Who won today's episode, male and female? Becky, who do you got? Um, for the males, I'm gonna actually mark the day. Give it to Bear, because you could see how openly he was trying to help his team win. He was working his ass off. He gave, he gave really great uh, confessionals. I don't like the kid. I think he's trash, but I got to give it to him. This episode, he was edited to come out great. So I give it to him. For the females, there's really nobody that stood out to me this episode as being like a head girl. So I really don't have anything really to say right now about the ladies as much as I hate to say that. I mean, D for getting some dick. Yay, <laughs> D! Get your dick! So, and, and I gotta say, she picked a hot, hot little piece of man meat. So, props to her. She gets to be my MVP for getting the D. Alright. So for me, I'm gonna give my episode MVP. For the males, I'm going to give it to Jordan. He did well in the daily. He took control. He made himself safe by being in the tribunal and giving himself the power because nobody else opened up their mouth to take it. He did it. He took people he trusted with him. He's going to get the win for me. He engineered mostly everything that was going on. Even everything that Wes was able to pull off was only because Jordan put him in a position to do so. And for the ladies, I'm going to have to give it to Laurel. Laurel is the reason why Team USA got that win and is the reason why Jordan was able to do anything that he was able to do and it also got her into the tribunal to exercise some of that power that she got she is in a power position and you got to definitely give it to her bananas who do you have for episode mvp i mean i'll start with my females and i'm gonna go with laurel as well for the basically the same reason you said i think you know take laurel not doing what she did at the end of the challenge see if usa probably loses and then the whole episode is completely different now for the males you know just because I don't know how much time I got left of me being able to do this because of having the last season, I'm going to go full bias. I'm going to go my man bananas. This is the reason why you get <laughs> trash in our reviews 
all the fucking time. How are you going to give it to Bananas? He was talking to Joss in the pool about game strategy. That's how alone he is now. Well, this is why I'll give it to Bananas. I feel like all the other males in this game put a target on their back or did nothing. So, like, Jordan and Wes, I feel like they have a big target on their backs now. Sean left. Idris won elimination, but I can't really say how he is depending on where he goes. And the rest of Team UK and Team US didn't really do much. Now, Bananas here, I feel like his um, professionals were pretty funny. He had um, two... Yeah, I think yeah, three confessionals that all made sense, made funny jokes. In the beginning of the episode, he had good funny jokes. And I think this episode, he did what he wanted to do. He ruined Wes's plan. Because last season, he let Wes slide. He let, he let Wes play his game. Now, day one, he said, fuck Wes. You can ruin his game. And he did what he had to do. So I'm going to give my episode MVP to Bananas and Laurel. Okay, you are 100% batshit insane. Thank you for participating. <laughs> yes, I am. And I don't give a fuck. Fucking bananas. I disagree with his hypothesis. I mean, come on. There's so many people. You could give it to Aegis. You could give it to CT. You give it to Turbo. You can what give did it CT to... and Turbo do this episode? More than they bananas. Just sat there. More than bananas. Bananas did absolutely nothing except for maybe put a little bit more strain on Wes. CT almost uh, fucking put a hole in Josh's face. I think that well, was like, pretty awesome. That's not episode MVP worthy. Look. I'm, it's week one, so I can't really go into it game-wise. I'm going more into it how the episode played out, and I think Bananas had the best episode. All right, guys, now it's time to move into the Love War Challenges Power Rankings provided by Tyler Lauder. Make sure you guys keep a lookout for him over the weekend. The hit list is coming out. Make sure you guys tune into that. More information will be out over the weekend. Let's get into it. I'm just going to shoot from 31 to 10, starting from the bottom. Zahida, Nicole, Ninja, Kaylee, Theo, Esther, Tula, Turbo, Jenny, Faith, Ashley, Nani, Leroy, Zach, Rogan, Joss, D, Bananas, Cora, CT, Pam, and at number 10 is going to be Georgia. Let's focus Wait, on the bottom what? part. Wait, what the? F- Are you seriously putting Cara, like, put, like, Cara where, in the 20s? Cara's number 13. What's Bananas, 15? I was going bottom up. Uh, bananas is 14. Cara's 13. Oh, look, so there's so many names right now that you just listed, and I honestly don't know who is in the top 10 because... We didn't even go I, over the top 10 yet. No, Georgia no, I know, was I number, know. Georgia was number like, 10. I couldn't even do the process of the elimination to see who's top one, but honestly, to not have Bananas, Cara... Well, I didn't really see what Cara did this episode. And I put Bananas in the top 10. I, ah. Bananas didn't do anything this episode. He did Jesus more than Christ. 10 to 31. 100%. They didn't do shit. They didn't even get a whole bunch of carrot time. We barely seen Cara or Pauly this episode. Someone in this top 10 had less camera time than Bananas. I will be throwing a fit, Tyler. I hope you know this. Who's the top 10? Let's do that. Now you're laughing, so you know I'm going to start shit. <laughs> top 10. We got 10, Georgia, 9, Bear, 8, Kyle, 7, what? Josh, 6, Pauly, 5, Idris, 4, Tori, 3, Wes, Two, Laurel, one, Jordan. Okay, 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 okay. So I see what? top three because of the... Okay, the all right. fuck? So top three, Tribunal, okay, understandable, whatever. Tori, because she's with Jordan, number four, understandable. Tori didn't do anything this episode. Okay, so Why Pauly, is Josh in the top ten? Okay, so Josh from Pauly down... Josh to be anywhere near top ten. So from Pauly to ten, so six to ten should not be... Top five is understandable. 
Six no, to whoa, ten. whoa, whoa, whoa. Top five understandable. Fuck out of here. Why is Tori anywhere no, near no. the top ten? Because I just said why. Because she's partnered with, because she is aligned with Jordan. They're a couple. They're dating. So, so she's what? guaranteed. It, listen, so listen, listen. Sucking Jordan's dick don't get you the number four spot. Oh, no, I know. I, I don't. I 100% do not agree with it. I'm just saying I see where he's coming from. And I see, but I would still put <laughs> Idris at, I would put Idris at four. Damn, Tyler, I'm really upset. You guys are, my brain is exploding at the no, fact but, that Josh and Tori are in the top ten. I love Tori. I love her Josh is another person who didn't do Jack. Fucking See, Banana should have been an easy write-in for six because you ruined Wes's game plan. That's no. because what no, but like what what did the other people do? If you put honestly, if you're putting Josh in the top ten, put CT in the top ten. Josh at number seven, I think was a terrible idea. Also with Kyle at number eight and Bear at number nine, these are all people who didn't really do shit. I mean Bear did do a lot. Banana's the more than Kyle this episode. I won't Just disagree because with that. you're a tattletale doesn't mean that you deserve to be in the top ten. It's gameplay. He ruined his. He ruined his number one enemy's gameplay. He ruined his game. He, he made he made West put all of his cards on the table day one. So I think we can all agree that Tyler definitely fucked up the first week. Tyler, you're fucking fired. Great fucking job, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, we no, love but, you, but what's the actual? No, but you fuck. have to give him some slack because episode one is tough. It is hard. Just, yeah, it, it's real hard. Because you're just throwing your names out there. There's a lot of people. This list is going to move crazy in two weeks. This list will probably look. This list will probably look nothing like this, except for you know a couple of core people: Jordan, Laurel, Wes, uh, Paulie, and uh, Georgia might still be in there. I expect a lot of those people to drop the fuck out ASAP. But let's go ahead and move on. What a great action-packed episode for War of the Worlds two. Um, we're going to be here the whole entire way to guide you guys through it. Unfortunately, because we're doing the hit list, which should be out this weekend, make sure you guys keep an eye out for that. We are going to be suspending covering free agents until the end of the season is over. We will continue to play the episodes on our Twitter. Uh, we just won't start covering them until afterwards. So thanks for sticking with us for that. We are going to finish it up for you guys. So we got you. When you guys get a chance, make sure you check out shop.lovewarchallenges.com for all of your hit lists, love war challenges, and general challenge gear. Get your suck my whole dick t-shirt. Get your banana stand t-shirt. Get your sk, 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 t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> and, and definitely definitely make sure you pick up the politic and t-shirt uh, another great episode can't wait to kick the shit with you guys again next week veta would definitely be with us so, she's so sorry she couldn't be here with y'all today but you guys be seeing her real soon bananas close us the motherfuck out Blah! wait hold up you guys saw this um review about me when what review on so on iTunes. Oh my God. VM Phoenix says L the comment is the bananas guy <laughs> lol listening to the island podcast the mtv bananas guy is so far up bananas but he doesn't even see how completely biased about everything to do with him at least the other bananas fan can be objective a cool podcast i just want to fast forward through any time mtv bananas speaks. <laughs> i love my fans i like man. that guy uh, uh. I, see, I, I see no lies detected he almost, hey, he only gave us four stars, that jackass. He gave you us four stars? Us a star. Fuck that guy. You giving lost us, four us stars. a star. <laughs> I clearly say give us five stars at the end of every episode. I guess he did he not, was not listen listening. to that You said, enough. give us five stars. Give us that great review. He said, you know what? I'm going to tell hey. you exactly what I think of you guys. <laughs> oh, my God. He said, suck my whole dick. 
Oh my god, this is hilarious. There's there's multiple just in the last few weeks. One, do you want to hear this one, Malik? Oh god, do we have to? Oh no way! Oh shit, we got Challenge a lot of Challenge fan nine nine one two stated. Oh, that's fucking original. Great, super funny. MTV Malik sure knows how to keep women in their place. Wait, what happened? <laughs> it says super funny. <laughs> MTV Malik sure knows how to keep women in their place. The fuck does that mean? Basically, you're over here keeping me in my place. Fuck you, dude. Fuck you, challenge fan. But, but how I though? Fight your ass. That doesn't make any sense. Yo, wait, 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 wait. You put us in our place. This review. I don't know. Apparently, he doesn't listen to the podcast where we're fucking arguing for like twenty minutes. Yeah. It, it, it really. But listen, yeah, wait, listen. We got a lot. It is not necessary to call me MTV Malik. Just yeah. call me Malik. Like it's, it's just a tag on and Twitter. This, yeah. this other Max, one here. Call me Antonio. Why my MTV well, bananas? This is what's funny. No, the lavender. lavender lover. Love these podcasts. Wait, no, wait, 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 wait. I think that's a someone on Stan Twitter because I recognize that what, name. Possibly, lavender lover. I'm gonna look it up says, right now. Great podcast, lots of fun. Love the island and free agent reviews. I'm just waiting for Malik to pull a Justin Timberlake and go solo. I mean, he kind of is with the whole fucking. Hold on, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, wait. Apparently, <laughs> everybody loves you, Malik. No, wait, 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 no, 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 no. Run it back real quick. Who's it, is, who's it from? It's from Lavender Lover. Lavender Lover. Great podcast. Lavender Lover. Yeah, right? Lavender Ladies. Okay, okay. All right. So, great podcast. Lots of fun. Love the island and free agent reviews. I'm just waiting for Malik to pull a Justin Timberlake and go solo. Oh, God. Yeah, listen, have his fucking hit list listen, going solo, kind of. Stop the bullshit. I'm not... Stop the bullshit. <laughs> this is Love War Challenges. It's the four of us. Even... Even though all four of us haven't been on in like a month. But still, it's the, it's the four of us. Um, guys, I'm not going anywhere. I'm here. This is us. This is our shit. Um, and all reality, we family. I, I, I want to say that I appreciate that, that, that people like me, but people who suggesting that I leave and do something else without y'all is not happening. Like, You're just the easiest to like because you cause less I cause shit. I so much shit. Oh, my God. They still bring up that no, no. tweet every chance they fucking get. And, and, and here goes the funny <laughs> shit. Alon got caught wearing a Make America Great Again hat. Where the fuck is all you mad <laughs> at now? Fuck out of hey, here. Hey, 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 Fuck out of hey. here. All these people who these are people shitting on Malik. Shit, I can't even really say that I appreciate uh, those kind of statements. It only brings division. This is my team. We're a team together. My team is only getting bigger. I'm not going anywhere. What, like, it, 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 doesn't even, it doesn't even make sense. Like, we're a team. We're in this together. Um, and, and all reality, y'all can leave those comments the fuck out. Just don't. Don't. I'm not going anywhere. We don't care about your hypothesis. <laughs> Hack that shit up. It's, I just reject your hypothesis. Malik's not going anywhere. I just started another podcast. Why do people <laughs> think I'm going anywhere? They just want to get rid of us. If Malik leaves, who's going to edit all our shit? No. <laughs> One motherfucker does all of the hard work. Like, they want him to do his own shit. They don't want us. It's us they want to get rid of. What am I going to do? I'm going to sit here by myself and do a play-by-play -play of everything that fucking went on during the episode? Come the fuck yes. on. I need people to bounce off of. I'm, I'm good at keeping everything moving while you guys talk the shit. So stop leaving the, the divisive comment. Uh, we're a team together. In all reality, if you don't got something positive to say, suck my dick. Bananas, close us out. <laughs> all right, all right. Another great episode, Potstars. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. 
join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash love war challenges. Also, check out our website, lovewarchallenges.com. Make sure while you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iHeartRadio to give us those five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a great day, posters. For all you foodies out there, I'm unwrapping a McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel. Ooh, look at this steak. And the juice running down the side. Got a little bit on the wrapper here. Mmm. And then the fluffy egg and real cheese folded over the side looking just so good. Mmm, mmm. Grilled onions and a butter bagel too. Thumbs up for McDonald's steak, egg, and cheese bagel for breakfast. Love it. Mmm. I participate in McDonald's. Spark innovation across your federal agency with IT hardware, software, and services from Connection Public Sector Solutions. Your technology procurement challenges will meet their match as Connection's dedicated account managers offer exceptional customer service, and our extensive list of supported federal contracts means you'll always get a price that works for your budget. Learn more about innovation for your agency with Connection Public Sector Solutions at connection.com slash fedcontracts.